Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to five reasons why company culture is key to success. So we've talked a little bit about values. We've talked about feedback. Uh, Now I want to talk about the third pillar of company culture, which is accountability. It goes very much in line with the feedback that we talked about in session two. But accountability is a little bit different and it isn't always easy. Effective leadership requires managers to assist their employees with managing competing deadlines and projects. Face it, we all have a lot on our plate, and that's not going away anytime soon. Effective leadership also requires you, the manager, to remove barriers to success. So anything that's blocking the way for your employees to be successful, it requires you to provide feedback, as we already discussed, and It requires managers to hold everyone accountable. Everyone. Why all of this is not easy, effective leadership can be learned. However, it does take trust and consistency. So trust and accountability go hand in hand. From a 2016 PwC survey, the results were that 55% of CEOs think that a lack of trust is a threat to their organization's growth. That's huge. And I could personally tell you, majority of people that I know in the community do not trust their companies. They're always trying to cover their own assets because they think they're one way away from the door. So that means that there's not a good two-way conversation. We're not sticking to our own values. We're not having two-way conversations and providing feedback. And we're certainly not holding certain people accountable. The team at the Center for Neuroeconomic Studies found that employees working in a high-trust in companies, so the opposite of the majority of companies, were 70% more aligned with their company's purpose, so with their mission, vision, and their values. That's awesome. Alignment with the company's purpose positively affects the bottom line. That's a huge win. But it does start at the top with the C-suite. High-trust companies hold people accountable, but without micromanaging them. They treat people like responsible adults. The science behind accountability, though, is twofold. Fear and satisfaction. So fear is meant to be short-term. It's focused on survival and getting away from danger. It is exhausting. It is discouraging. It is very demotivating. And it works against our humanity when always present in our lives. Satisfaction is meant to be long-term while being focused on feeling good and moving forward. So this is what I want to ask you right now. A couple questions just about your team, your department, and then you could think about it later on about your company as a whole. Do you motivate people through fear or satisfaction? Do you hold people accountable by driving them away from something, that's fear, or driving them towards something, which is joy or satisfaction? 
Furthermore, are you transparent about this? When there are issues in the workplace, do you discuss the elephant in the room? I want to even talk more about that. Do you do it publicly or privately? Because that could totally build or destroy trust. You should be talking to individuals on a one-on-one basis about things that are going well or not going well on an individual level. Have those conversations, especially when something bad happens. Make sure that they know that you trust them and you don't want to ridicule them in public. But you should be talking about great things that are going on as a team as a whole with everybody and making sure everybody knows the good things that are going on. But let's face it, when somebody makes a mistake, often it affects the whole team. We need to empower people to take action, to allow for mistakes, and then to discuss lessons learned. So we need to make it not such a horrific thing that somebody made a mistake. Let's learn through it as a whole team. Hey, we made a mistake. I, as a leader, I'm taking responsibility for that because I wasn't there to roll out the process, whatever the situation is. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about lessons learned and how we're going to avoid this again. That's a tough conversation to have because you don't want to ridicule or ridicule or embarrass the person who made the mistake. But if it becomes a com- common conversation, people will know that the lessons learned are going to be discussed. But you as a leader have to accept that you were part of that mistake. Creating a company culture of trust and accountability with high standards takes work, a lot of work. It takes a lot of focus and it takes a lot of commitment from everybody. But it starts with you who's listening today. Trust is the essential glue that keeps the team together and functionally, functioning optimally. It empowers each individual to strive for the best, for strive for personal continuous improvement and team continuous improvement. Trust is even more important, though, when you have at-home workers or maybe occasionally at-home workers or just workers that are on the, on the road all the time because you need to trust that they're doing their job even when you don't see them. And they need to trust that you trust them that they're doing their job. I always get a giggle out of uh, people, and not in a good way, uh, when leaders say, oh, I need to see my employees to understand that they're doing their job. And I'm thinking they could be sitting there hiding behind their computer, twiddling their fingers, playing on the internet all day, but because they're physically there, you think they're doing their job. So we really have to get out of that mindset. And hopefully many of you that are listening today are out of that mindset and were forced to possibly be out of that mindset because of a worldwide pandemic. Business involves relationships with other humans. So this is where it gets tricky, right? Um, You have to throw two humans in in a room together and something's bound to go wrong, even in the best situations. But we tiptoe around people, trying not to hurt the other one's feelings while putting more work on other people or on that person. Managers need to address this head on and you especially need to address disrespectful and rude behavior head on like I discussed in the values part of this podcast earlier. Managers need to know how to handle bad behavior, where to report unethical behavior, 
statements and actions to the leadership team. And your uh, the rest of your team needs to say, hey, I feel comfortable going to my manager to talk about this behavior that my coworker is exhibiting, even though it's none of my business. We need to empower employees to be part of the solution so that we can hold each other accountable for excellent behavior and excellent performance. If you're struggling with calling someone out on the table for poor performance or behavior, just remember that while we all deserve fair treatment, we all deserve equal accountability. So that means if you have five people on a team and you're only holding four accountable, then you're part of the problem. Accountability has to start with you. Equal accountability has to start with you. You need to take action. You need to lead with clarity by managing expectations. So the job descriptions that I I, uh, discussed, the values, giving people feedback all the time. And here's a question. How could people meet your expectations if they don't know what they are? Again, it's so important to have crystal clear communication. It's mandatory because we're human beings and osmosis doesn't work. And those assumptions, they get thrown in the gutter. So the organization has goals that must be met. I advise you to start by one, setting and documenting expectations individually with job descriptions and then team-based or project-based Literally, line item by line item of projects and deadlines and who's going to handle what. Two, by offering assistance. And then once you trust them, you're holding them accountable, you're giving them feedback. Three, get out of their way. Hire good people. Train them so well that they're going to come to you if there's problems and move out of their way. Offering assistance is key, though, as some people may not know how to get started or may get stuck, especially if there's an assignment that's new to them. But getting out of their way is key to building trust. Trust and accountability go hand in hand. No excuses. I like to uh, pre-schedule check-ins so that we're setting expectations in advance that every Friday or every other Friday, we're going to be talking about the project And then every other Friday, we're going to be talking about you, the individual, and how things are going at work. Don't micromanage. Don't have excess check-ins unless there's something really hot happening. And maybe they're on an improvement plan. They're new. They're stuck. They're asking for this. During these check-in sessions, it's time for you to to follow up with two-way conversations. And you know what this requires? Listening. So sometimes we just have to keep our mouth shut and listen and then realign our expectations as necessary. Again, the beginning of this process of accountability is setting and documenting expectations, offering assistance, and then getting out of their way. Finally, do not forget to celebrate the wins and the good things because life is stressful. Discuss learning opportunities a.k.a. mistakes and lessons learned. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.